Hello and welcome back to the Making It Fit podcast. This is episode eight and today we're talking about how our sleep impacts our diets and exercise. Now sleep is obviously very important for a whole range of health reasons. I think we kind of generally know that sleep is very important, maybe not why, um, but if you are more interested in those specific health reasons, I highly recommend that you read Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. He states at the beginning of the book that he wouldn't be offended at all if you fall asleep reading it, um, which meant I actually never got very far through the book. I think I might have read about a third because every time I'd go to read it, I would read about a page or two, suddenly feel really, really guilty for not having been asleep already and then just put it away. So it kind of just dragged out a little bit too far for me because of that. Um, so, re- you know, twofold reasons um, why to read that book. Obviously, to benefit from the information within it, very evidence-based, very informative. Secondly, if you just need to a book that will make you fall asleep straight away, that's a really good one as well. Um, not that it's not interesting, but mostly because um, it will make you feel instantly like, I need to be asleep, that's the best use of my time right now. So yeah, might be a good tool if you're struggling with that at the moment. <laughs> but anyway, the importance of sleep for our health in general should not be understated and I think that's something that we generally know um, because sleep offers the body and brain time to restore and recover which affects nearly every tissue in the body. Sleep deprivation however increases the risk of health conditions such as diabetes, heart disease and stroke and prolonged sleep deprivation can also affect concentration and other cognitive functions. However, leaving that aside for a minute, um, not that it's not important, today I would just like to focus on how sleep affects what we eat and our exercise regime in terms of how effective it is and also our performance, given that, of course, this podcast generally tackles um, those topics. So before we go into that, I think it will be useful to have a little reminder of how much sleep we actually need because it's very hard to judge if we're getting enough sleep or not, if we're not sure how much we actually should be getting in the first place. So most adults need seven to nine hours of sleep. The simpler recommendation is to say eight hours because obviously that's smack smack bang in the middle of that. Um, However, um, obviously it varies per person. So just kind of take that with a little pinch of salt, but it's definitely going to be somewhere between seven to nine hours for adults, um, more for younger children um, and growing teenagers as well. Despite this though, only 21% of Brits get eight hours and over per night, according to a recent YouGov survey, whilst 45% of us are getting six hours or less, which experts deem insufficient. The remaining third of us get seven hours. So overall, we're not doing great. There's definitely a lot of room to improve there. So thinking about the topics of today then, how does our sleep affect the foods we consume? So without enough sleep, people tend to overeat and choose unhealthy foods. This isn't just a coincidence. Sleep deprivation affects the body's release of ghrelin and leptin. And these are two neurotransmitters or hormones that tell our brain when to consume calories. Ghrelin is closely related to hunger, whilst leptin is tied to feeling full. A lack of sleep has been found to trigger increased levels of ghrelin, remembering that ghrelin is the one um, that is related to hunger. So if we're increasing levels of ghrelin, we're more likely to feel hungrier. And a lack of sleep has also been found to trigger decreased levels of leptin. Leptin is the hormone tied to feeling full. So we're less likely to be able to do that, which leads to increased hunger and appetite. This makes overeating more likely, especially since more time awake creates increased opportunities to eat. That is, if ours days longer, then we're probably going to eat more throughout that. Also, these changes in the brain seem to be the strongest with foods that can more easily contribute to obesity. 
One study found increased appetite for high-calorie foods in people who didn't get enough sleep. Similar results have been found in young children and adolescents, indicating that poor sleep may be a factor contributing to rising rates of childhood obesity. People who are more sleep-deprived are more drawn towards these high-calorie foods. And likewise, chronic sleep loss has been linked to having a larger waist circumference and an increased risk of obesity. This makes a lot of sense if you think about it. When you are tired, you're more likely to crave higher energy foods that are going to give you that quick release of energy and give you that boost that you're kind of looking to make up for from your lack of sleep. Also, going to bed earlier can reduce overeating, especially if what we would otherwise be doing is sitting on the sofa and snacking on chocolate or other high calorie snacks. And that's usually what happens. It tends to be that we do do a lot of snacking around this time. So what about exercise then? How does sleep affect this? Sleep allows muscle tissue time to recover between workouts. Sufficient sleep is important in having the energy to exercise. Not getting enough sleep can lead to being less physically active during the day and reduce muscle strength during workouts. Essentially, if you're tired, you're probably more likely going to skip your workout, which is why, in my opinion, improving your sleep routine is going to be the foundation of improving your health um, and it becoming more active and improving your diet because it's going to be really hard to do these things without that kind of base of the pyramid that is sleep because it's going to support you in able to have you know to have more energy to exercise to make you more likely to do it in order to balance those hormones of ghrelin and leptin as well to allow you to make healthier choices Plus, sleep deprivation can also affect the safety of exercise, with increased sports injuries reported in those who are underslept. This means the potential for injury rises even more than athletes' sleep time decreases and time spent training increases. In addition to inhibiting healthy production of leptin and ghrelin, a lack of sleep can also lead to feelings of fatigue, which I'm sure we all um, are very familiar with. So people who experience fatigue, particularly older adults, are less likely to engage in physical activity um, and fatigue may also affect BMI, which means essentially if you're tired, you're less likely to move as much and as well. So sleep may be affecting your adherence to an exercise program or consistency with your workouts. If you're often skipping workouts or cancelling um, sessions or whatever it is, um, you know, the night before you're meant to be doing an early gym session, I would definitely look to improve your sleep before you think about I need to do more workouts. Thinking about performance then, sleep is a key element of athletic recovery and the body's production of growth hormones is highest during sleep. These growth hormones are necessary for the repair of tissue and likely contribute to muscle growth. Most athletes require eight hours of sleep each night for restoration and to avoid overtraining and improve our performance. So deep sleep is the time during which your body restores itself physically. In fact, around 95% of human growth hormone is produced during deep sleep. What does this mean? It means that you don't actually get stronger in the gym or whilst you're exercising. Working out breaks your muscles down and then deep sleep helps to build them back up. So in order to see the greatest potential gains from training, getting a sufficient amount of sleep afterwards is essential. There are certain factors that will prevent us from entering deep sleep, notably alcohol, which has a detrimental effect on sleep, eating late at night um, or close to bedtimes, especially larger meals, um, not being on our own beds, um, sickness and stress. So that's just a quick summary of how sleep impacts the food choices we make and how it affects what we're actually doing in the gym or during our workouts. 
this demonstrates how important sleep is um, when you do have specific health and fitness goals, whether it be to lose fat, um, to gain muscle, um, toning up, improving your performance, anything like that, increasing your fitness. Sleep is going to have a huge impact on all of those things. So I highly encourage you to make sure that sleep isn't something that you overlook when you're seeking to improve your health. And it's actually something that you make sure you kind of have in check, um, thinking about it as being kind of the base of the pyramid. So before you put pressure on yourself that you need to suddenly exercise every day or um, put yourself on a restrictive diet, you might actually find that increasing your sleep um, and improving your sleep quality will help you do that. So if you're someone who isn't getting enough sleep, you probably already know. However, as a starting point, I recommend tracking your sleep to see how much sleep you average across a week or, or a few weeks or so. You can use your fitness band or watch whichever you prefer to use. Keep in mind though that time in bed does not equate to time asleep. I know that certain um, watches and bands don't always um, measure your actual sleep statistics and not all trackers record sleep phase metrics. So, you know, how much time spent in deep sleep, etc. But I would say that is a really good starting point. Um, if you are someone who wants to improve your sleep, start tracking it in the same way that if you start tracking steps, all of a sudden you become a little bit more aware of how um, many you're doing and how many more you might like to do, for example. Leading on from this, next week's episode will be discussing tips for better sleep. So definitely have a go at tracking your sleep um, and then from next week we will start to think about how we can improve our sleep if you have realised that perhaps that is something you would like to do. As always, if you have a couple minutes to leave the podcast a five-star review, I will be eternally grateful and hopefully I'll see you next week.